Welcome to the Houghton Mathis Podcast. Hey, have you ever been in a situation where there's just absolutely no compromise? Well, Pastor Dave will be telling you a story from the Old Testament about uncompromising faith. It comes from Daniel 6, and it's the story about Daniel and his den of lions. He had a choice, his faith and love for God or his safety. Stay tuned. Hey, after the podcast, check out the rest of our website, HoughtonBaptist.org. A lot of information about the church and things going on at the church. Come and join us. Sunday, 10 a.m. Come as you are. We do. Enjoy the podcast and have a great day. I'll tell you right off the bat, you better be into this message this morning. I'm going to dismiss the little ones at this time for Junior Church. All you little ones can head outside. We've got things outside for you. Fun stuff. I hope everybody's sticking around for the barbecue after the service. It's going to be uh, some good eats. And Last night I was sitting through my message. I was trying to kind of delete things, you know, kind of uh, weed out some stuff that didn't have to be in there so we could get out to the barbecue faster. And, and God just said, you know, I think you need to put in a little bit more here. And I kept telling Jillian, I'm trying here to make this thing a little bit shorter. And, you know, listen, we, we came out obviously for food and things like that, but God's got a word for you this morning. And I, I hope you came to hear from Him first and foremost. And, and a lot of us are going through trials and difficulties, and, and that's okay, because God's got a plan in those things for us. And if you're, if you're open and willing to receive what God has for you this morning, you'll leave this place changed. But you've got to be willing to receive what God has for you. Because we, we can sit in church all day long and get nothing. Because we're not open and willing to receive what God has for us. So let's pray and ask that God would do a work. And uh, I'm just excited about what He's going to do for us this morning. Father God, oh, it's good to be in your house. And as we sang this song, you are a good, good Father. And we praise you for that. How you look after us and how you care for us. And and you minister to us. God, some of us this morning just need to be ministered to. Lord, would you work in our hearts and love on us in such a way that we are, we're drawn to your presence. And Lord, as we look at this text today, God, that you would speak mightily through it. And Lord, you know all of my suffering, all of my, my trials. And, and you know all of our trials as a church. And, and yet we just keep pursuing the cross. We keep pursuing you trying to follow you faithfully to the best of our abilities. Lord, we ask, and you're faithful to do so, we ask that you would do a work in us. God, that your Holy Spirit would speak through me, speak through the text, and that we would be open to change and open to transformation this morning. We love you, praise you, and ask that you do a mighty work this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have you ever noticed how many times you have to go over certain things with your kids? I mean, sometimes it seems as though all we're doing as parents, first of all, how many parents do we have in here this morning? If you're a parent, raise your hand. All right, so you know what I'm talking about. It seems as though as, as all we're doing as parents is telling them what to do and what not to do. Caden and Ryan are getting older, uh, not too much older. I don't think we can handle the teenage years quite yet, but, 
They're getting older, and with that, they want more freedom from mom and dad. They want to be able to ride their bikes down the road and, and uh, go to the neighbor's house without uh, us kind of hovering over them. I'm, I'm sort of a helicopter parent. I just love my babies. i got to protect them. So I was going over uh, with Ryan the other day what to do if a stranger stops and talks. This is important stuff, right, that father should talk to a daughter about. And she said, Dad, I already know this stuff. Don't talk to strangers. I said, what if they offered you candy, Ryan? I would say no. I would say no. But she had this grin on her face that, that said otherwise, and I said, Ryan, I'm being serious with you. Someone could hurt you. Someone could take you away from mom and dad. And she said, okay, dad. I, if I'm being honest, I, I would consider taking the candy. But, but then I would run right home. I, I said, honey, it doesn't work that way. She said, they wouldn't even know my favorite candy anyways, dad. I said, okay, what if they offered you pink cotton candy? Well, I couldn't pass that up, Dad. I would have to take it. There are areas in our lives where there's no room for compromise, especially concerning our faith. Because the second we compromise, we jeopardize all that we have in Christ, not, not to mention, church, we can't ever forget that, that our opposition, our enemy, continues to look for ways in which he can catch us off guard. Today we're going to look at the story out of the Old Testament that covers this idea of uncompromising faith. Regardless of the situation we're put in, regardless of the season we're in, we, we must do our best, that's all we can do, amen? Do our best to make the right choices, all right? In Daniel 6, we find Daniel facing a den of lions. Doesn't that sound fun? Last week, we talked about the blazing furnace that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to face. And this week, facing the lion's den. Daniel had a choice to choose his faith and his love for God over his own safety, his own self-preservation. So turn there with me, Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6, we're going to just look at verses 15 through 18. Just love these stories out of the Old Testament. Daniel chapter 6, feel free to use your smartphones or tablets to follow along. I'll know if you're on Facebook, all those updates that you guys make during church. It's so sad, I've got to pray for you. <laughs> got to pray for you. Just kidding. Daniel chapter 6, verse 15 through 18. It says, Then these men went to the king and said to him, You as king know it's the law of the Medes and Persians that no edict or ordinance the king establishes can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel, and they threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, I love this part, may this stick with us today, may your God whom you serve continually rescue you. A stone was brought and then placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, and with the signet ring of his nobles, so that nothing in regard to Daniel could be changed. Isn't that cool? Then the king went to his palace and he spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and he could not sleep. Let's stop there. Why would a guy 
like Daniel end up in a lion's den? Doesn't make much sense, does it? But according to the Bible, his character was the starting point of his trial because of of who he was and how determined he was to do the right thing in every situation concerning his faith in God, his loyalty to God. This aggravated or irritated those around him because of who Daniel was and what he was about. Verse 3 of the same chapter says this, uh, Daniel distinguished himself above the administrators and satraps because he had an extraordinary spirit. There's no question, church, that Daniel was special. See, he was set apart. Say, set apart. That was weak. Are, are you guys shy? Say, set apart. All right, that, that's the kind of level I want the entire message, okay? Now you, now you know that's the standard. So the very thing that was unique about Daniel, that God, I love this, that God took delight in him and his relationship with Daniel would be the very thing the enemy, we just love our enemy, don't we? Would use to attempt at bringing him down, defeating Daniel. Keyword, attempt. Because we know the end of the story, most of us do, don't we? So not only does Satan use the wrong things that we do to defeat us, but at times, you're going to love this part, he uses the good things we do as well, as we follow God, as we serve the King of Kings. You ever notice when you do something great, something extraordinary, whether it's for God or not, people around you tend to rise up against you. You ever notice that? Am I, am I the only one? Nod your head or something. There we go. Give me a smile, okay? When I got the job here as the associate pastor almost eight years ago, isn't that crazy? Eight years. I had multiple people tell me why I didn't deserve it. Why I didn't deserve right, Listen, I wasn't looking for pity there. <laughs> but that's nice. It made me feel good. Multiple people tell me why I didn't deserve the position. I even had this one guy sit me down. He was real serious. Uh, And he told me that he thought he was more qualified than I was and that the church should have hired him. I said, sorry. God chose me. God chose me. Have you you ever had that happen to you? Maybe in a promotion? Maybe God raised you up. Maybe God blessed you. Maybe God gave you something. And somebody said, listen, you didn't deserve that. And you say, you know what? God gave it to me. God chose me. God's blessed me. But you see this kind of anger and this frustration with people as God does things in your life. Oftentimes when when God puts us in a position to succeed, a a position to be blessed by him, the enemy will use people, of of all things, to, to knock us down. Be ready for that. Amen? Maybe you're sitting here saying, listen, Pastor, I've been burned over and over and over again. By people. I bet you have. Be ready. Be ready. Daniel was one of three officials over the kingdom, over 120 leaders under his authority, under his leadership. He had served in Babylon for years and years under under various kings, and, and this bothered. The others, they couldn't stand Daniel's success. They, they couldn't stand that God had his hand on Daniel. It irritated them. It bothered them. 
The Bible says that Daniel separated himself from the other officials. That he was different. Don't you want to be different? Amen? He was on another level, another planet. Almost. Anybody watching the NBA Finals? Like five of you? That's a bad illustration. Game four was sad for the Warriors. KD, for those who don't know, that's Kevin Durant, and Kyrie and LeBron, they play on another level. They're set apart. They're different from those on the floor with them. They have a different game, right? Daniel was no different concerning his faith. So not only was it God who put him there in a position, but Daniel was putting the work in necessary to stay at the top. He was staying faithful. He was staying committed to God. He was allowing God to work in his heart. He was allowing God to work in his life. All the things that he did wasn't about himself and and what he was doing. It was about the king of kings to honor God. Listen to what they said about Daniel behind his back. You know people talk about you behind your back? You know that? People talk about me behind my back, I'm sure of it. Listen to what was said about Daniel. We will never find any charge. I can just see their frustration. Like Daniel's doing all these great things for the kingdom, and there's people talking about him. We will never find any charge against this Daniel. Not just Daniel. This Daniel unless we find something against him concerning the law of God or the law of his God. What an awesome, awesome testimony he had in Babylon. It didn't matter what they were saying. He kept pursuing the king. You with me? Isn't that cool? Daniel would soon find out that these men that he worked with were actually working uh, against him. Listen, when men work against us, God works for us. Well, you guys got a little bit excited on that. Let me say that again. When, when men work against us, God works for us. All right. When, when men oppose us, God, the King of Kings, Creator of this earth, defends us. Say, say God's got my back. Man, you guys are good. Love, it's that barbecue waiting, isn't it? God's got my back. God's got your back. Doesn't it make a difference? God's got my back. As we face opposition, as we face the enemy, God's got my back. I think we need to be reminded of that. The Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? So I say bring it on. Right? That should be our attitude towards opposition when people oppose us. Don't be cocky. Like, listen, God's got my back, you know. Get all excited. Just face the enemy head on. Don't cower in defeat. Don't be discouraged. Face it with that confidence that only God, only Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit can give you. God's got your back in those situations. I just love babies crying. It's fine. The other officials, see, it's your job to pay attention now. Don't worry about the crying. It's okay. 
The other officials, all 122 of them, were trying to figure a way to take Daniel, the servant of God, out. To destroy what God was doing for him in Babylon and how God was was using him. Think about it. He was in a position of captivity and God gave him a position of authority, church. Let me say that again in case you missed that. He was in a position of captivity. I love this. And God gave him a position of authority. Church, some of you are here this morning are in a position of captivity. Captive with your fear. Captive with your temptations. Captive with your struggles. Things that are going on. And God, creator, has a position of authority for you. To pull you from that situation. When we, when we face the lion's den in church, we're going to face the lion's den, right? God still promotes us. God God still moves in us. God still raises us up to use us for His glory. God never, ever, 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 let me say it, stops using us for His glory. You wonder why we face times in the lion's den. As last week, we looked at the blazing furnace, these trials. They're going to happen. They're going to take place. But God is using them for the greater good and for His glory to continue His reach. Oh, I love what God does through us and through our circumstances. If only the king would make a new law to ensure that Daniel, faithful Daniel, would disobey it. Then they could finally get rid of Daniel. The Bible says the satraps proposed an idea to King Darius that everyone in the kingdom was to follow. For 30 days, no one was allowed to pray to another man or God. And without really thinking about it, the king agreed. Pretty clever of the enemy, right? Now let me just say something about King Darius. Unlike Nebuchadnezzar in last week's message, this king was a good guy. In fact, he really, really Like Daniel, he cared for him. And had he thought about the law and who it would affect, he would have never signed off on it. And these other officials, they knew this about their king. So not only did they play Daniel for a fool, but they played the king as well. What do you think happens here? As soon as Daniel heard the news about this new law, that they were no longer allowed to pray to their God, Scripture says this, Daniel went into his house, this is cool, church, you excited? (laughs) Daniel went into his house, and the windows in its upper room opened towards Jerusalem, towards God, and, and three times a day, he got down on his knees, and he prayed, this is good stuff, and gave thanks to his God just as he had done before. Think about it. Let me ask you this. Does your prayer life look like Daniel's? Does your prayer life look like Daniel's when facing the lion's den? Does your faith choices come before surrendering, giving up to opposition? Are you uncompromising your faith choices, your your loyalty to God? See, God saved us. He spared us. He gave us a relationship with him. But here's the thing, church. He wants our loyalty. 
He wants our commitment. He wants our time. He wants our attention. He, he wants us. That's it. God is looking for us. I mean, He's looking for us, His followers, His, his babies, his, his children, His sons and His daughters, because that's what we are, to choose Him above everything else in life. And I know that's difficult. I wrestle with that myself. Above wealth, above entertainment, the things that we enjoy to do. He, he wants our time and our attention. He wants all of us uh, above our health. Right? Some of you are struggling with health issues. Above relationships. You can't put those relationships before your relationship with the King of Kings. Your relationship with God has to come first. And then all your other relationships will sort of fall in place because you have the number one relationship in place first. Did you follow that? I'm a little bit excited. God's word excites me. How about above relentless opposition? Can I tell you, church, the last year, the enemy has been relentless. Relentless at trying to defeat me. Have you you dealt with that too? You know why? Because we scare him. We're making a difference. People are coming to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. People's lives are being changed. And the enemy hates it. Why is this act of prayer by Daniel such a big deal? The the law said if you pray to another God, you will be thrown into the lion's den. Instead of following the law, I love this, he went home to pray. No fear. No defeat. The enemy uses all sorts of things to keep us from prayer. Does he not? Daniel's weakness, and this is, this is crazy to think about this, Daniel's weakness was his love and his loyalty to God and, and devotion to prayer. And, and the enemy tried to cut him off from what he loved the most, which was God. Let me ask you, has the enemy ever cut you off from something? Yeah? Has the enemy ever taken something from you to dismantle your life? This last year, Satan has cut me off from a few things. Things that I love, things that I really enjoy. We'll start with what's most important. Simple things like coffee. You thought I was going to say God, right? I should have. Coffee. I can't drink coffee. How many coffee drinkers are in here? Oh, I hate you all. No. (laughs) Coffee. And here's the thing. I don't like it black. I think it's nasty black. I love it with my flavored creamer. You call it girly if you want, but it's good. Vanilla. Hazelnut, caramel, man, that's good. I love that stuff. Can't drink it anymore. You have to pray for me. Playing golf, can't do that. Playing with the kids, not so much. That's hard. No pizza, it's hard, isn't it? No pop. Now, most of the things aren't good for me anyways, but that doesn't change the fact it's been taken from me. Not to mention certain areas of ministry. I told you I'd get there. He's stolen from me time in the pulpit. I missed two months over the winter because of my illness. Two months. That was hard. Time with you all. I'm saying no a lot more than I used to. I apologize for that. But the enemy hasn't been able to steal my faith. You with me? Isn't that cool? Or my heart for God and for his church and for his mission and my devotion to his work. And oh yeah, my prayer life is that much stronger. 
The enemy, think about it, church, the enemy tried to defeat Daniel by removing important pieces in his life. That's what he does for you and I. But, but God, sovereign God, had other plans for it. Isn't that like God, right? Say, God has a plan. You got, I'm so proud of you all this morning. God has a plan. God has a plan. These guys were trying to take Daniel's precious time with God. Can I just say this? Satan will, will create circumstances in your life to cut you off from your prayer life and your devotion to God. Depression. I wonder how many of us struggle with depression. Discouragement. Defeat. Destruction. And it's our job as children of the King of Kings to rise above these tactics. Church, they're just tactics. Keep our eyes fixed on the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. And the end result, a lot of the stuff we go through is out of our control anyways, right? It's God's. What I love about this story in Daniel is that as pressure was applied by his opposition, Daniel rose above it all and and publicly prayed as he did before. Church, he picked a window to pray in. Isn't that cool? It's not like he was sneaking off to get his prayer time in. He didn't care what law was in place, nor the consequences of the lion's den on the table. What's your window look like? You with me? What's your window look like? And more importantly, are you working your window? What pressures in life have kept you? We have all sorts of pressures, don't we? What pressures in life, in your specific life, have kept you from being who God has called you to be? What types of opposition have kept you from your window? Your time before God. Daniel, with pressure applied, not only continued to pray, but it says he thanked God, this is cool, as he did before. What was he thanking God for? Let's just be real. The new law? The satraps that threw him under the bus, that backstabbed him, talked behind his back? The lion's den that he was about to face? I wish I had a front row seat on that windowsill to listen to Daniel as the enemy came after him and the opposition rose. He went to his window to pray didn't cower in defeat, went to his window to pray to God and thanked God. What was Daniel thanking God for? Maybe it was the security he found in his faith and position in God's kingdom. Maybe he, like Job, was able to praise God for the storms just as much as the blessing, for for the upcoming test, the lion's den, as much as the previous provisions. That's an area that I need work in. You with me? It's hard to thank God when things are tough. It's hard to praise God when you're facing the lion's den, or you're facing that furnace, or you're facing that fire. You see, we get in places in life, And maybe many of us are there this morning. We get in places in life where it's hard to speak a word to God. And yet he listens, he's there, he's available, he receives it. 
let alone thank God during that time in the den. The satraps went directly to Daniel's house and sure enough, caught him praying to God. He fell for it, didn't he? Hook, line, and sinker. The plan was working just like they thought it would. Now they had Daniel. They, they took off to tell the king of the news. They were excited. Daniel has failed. He has fallen for it. This is what it said. Daniel, one of the Judean exiles, has ignored you. I bet they were just so filled with joy that they caught Daniel. Daniel, one of the Judean exiles, has ignored you. The king and the edict that you signed for, he prays three times a day. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Darius really had no choice. If he went back on his word, church, he would lose all credibility as, as king. But if he kept his word, his good friend Daniel would be killed. Verse 14 says, as soon as the king heard this, he was very displeased. He set his mind on rescuing Daniel and made every effort until sundown to deliver him. The king had no choice. The Bible says he spent all night trying to figure out a way to get Daniel out of the lion's den. Right now, some of you are going through things that are confusing. Things that are overwhelming things that are unbearable, and you're looking for God to get you out right now. You with me? Amen? The king loved Daniel. His boss loved him, but couldn't rescue him. The king cared for Daniel, but, but couldn't figure out a way to, to save him. King Darius wasn't God, though. You with me? Although he was the king, his, his hands were tied. Let me just say this. Don't miss this part. If you slept through the entire thing, I'll pray for you, but don't miss this part. God doesn't spend time thinking of ways to get us out of trouble. He already knows the way out. He, he doesn't have to spend all night putting together a plan of rescuing you from your den. He is the rescue. He is the plan, and he is the answer. Say, he is the plan. plan. All right. This entire time, these bullies of Daniel kept chiming in, telling the king, there's nothing you can do. Daniel's going to die. It's too late. You can't change the order. So the king sent for Daniel, and they brought Daniel, and they threw him into the lion's den. But the king said this on his way in. May your God whom you serve continually, rescue you. Daniel was faithful, but I'm sure there was fear. Daniel was committed, but I'm sure he was a little bit worried. Would God rescue me? Would God spare me? There's hungry lions down there. May your God, whom you serve, continually Rescue you. There's great hope in that. I love the faith of the king here. Not just Daniel, but the faith of the king. I I love the confidence that he showed in, in Daniel's God. May your God, whom you serve, continually rescue you. Oh boy, that's powerful. Some of you, if not all of you, need to hear this this morning. The king, in my opinion, was reminding Daniel of the God that he served, the God that he put first. 
As they lowered him into the lion's den, the king was saying, God's got your back. Be faithful. Be in prayer. Be you. Isn't that good? I can't imagine what was running through Daniel's mind as he entered this den. There were hungry lions. Isn't that mind-blowing? Think of your opposition. Think of your trial. Is it that bad compared to the lion's den? Or last week, the blazing furnace. And yet these four men said, I will be faithful to God. I will be loyal to God. I will stay committed. I will pursue God in every area of my life. I don't care about destruction. I don't care about death. I'm going to keep trusting God in this situation. There's power in that. The Bible tells us that our adversary roams around the same way, waiting for his next meal. I don't know about you, church, but I don't want to be Satan's next meal. His prey, easy prey. Be committed. Be in prayer. Don't stop praying. I know some days you don't feel like praying. Pray anyways. There's many days I don't feel like praying. I pray anyways. Be you. God will use that. That night as Daniel trusted God in the den, the Bible says he shut the mouths of the lions. No amen? Weak. He shut the mouths of the lions. I'll have to pray for you guys. You know I'm just playing. At the first light of dawn, think of the panic and the fear, even the king. He was going to lose a friend here. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and he, and he hurried to the lion's den. When, when he reached the den, he cried out in anguish to Daniel. Daniel, servant of the living God, the king said, Has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel spoke with the king. May the king live forever. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth. They haven't hurt me. They haven't hurt me. For I was found innocent before him. Also, I have not committed a crime against you, my king. And the king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was taken out of the den uninjured, for he trusted in his God. Oh, that we'd keep trusting God. Stay faithful. Stay committed. Keep believing God. He's got a plan in it. Father God, as we move into this time of just going out with a song and Lord, I pray that you'd meet us in the den. You'd meet us in our fear. You'd meet us in our worry. You'd meet us in our opposition. You'd meet us in our desperation. Lord, that we can believe in you and trust in you, that you have a plan and purpose for every trial, every fire, every den we face. God, that you would stir in our hearts in a way where we continue to walk by faith and trust you. Lord God, we are filled with fear most days. We trust you to step into that den and shut the mouths of the lions. 
and rescue us. Lord, we're desperate for you. We're in need of you. Strengthen us. Prepare our hearts. Keep using us for your glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand? Thanks for listening to the Houghton Baptist Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope the message spoke to you. If you haven't been to our church, come and check us out. We're on Sharon Avenue in Houghton. You can take a look at our webpage, HoughtonBaptist.org, get more information about our location and some of the things going on in the church. Also check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Lots of activity there. Houghton Baptist, the truth is spoken here. Come as you are, we do. Come and check us out every Sunday, 10 a.m. Be there. Thanks for stopping by and have a great day.